0: Welcome back to Division One Rejects, episode 113, July 25th, inching closer and closer and closer to fall camp for a lot of teams, ourselves included. The man tonight that joins us, Duke Hill, defensive lineman from Mount Union down in Alliance, Ohio. He was the third team All-American defensive lineman for the Purple Raiders. Excited to talk to him about their last year's trip to the Stag Bowl. They were down 21-0 in the fourth quarter to North Central, who went went on to win it. But they brought that game back to a one-score game, made it very interesting late. Uh, Mount Union, if you know college football, small college football especially, you know Mount Union. So very excited to talk to Duke. Fellas, we've got a preview or a feature, I should say, on the Colorado State Pueblo football team, the Thunderwolves, potentially one of the best names in all of college football. Very excited about that thunder
1: one. Thunderwolf. What is a Thunderwolf?
0: We'll talk about it later. Um... And then our other piece for small college football today, the MIAA, excuse me, preseason rankings. They had their media day today, the 25th, as we're filming this. To take a look at their preseason rankings, maybe a couple shots from their media day down there. Um, We've got some tips for players heading into fall camp. Nice little thread I found on Twitter, so maybe stick around for those if that pertains to you. Our Football Guys of the Week nominees that we will pick towards the end of the episode. And finally, some NFL contract talk. Saquon, Justin Herbert, Trayvon Diggs, big-time names, big-time deals, all of it and more. Use the timestamps if you're watching on YouTube to fast forward to any part of that conversation. But otherwise, you can listen pretty much anywhere Apple podcast, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on the old Twitter. Follow us on the old IG. Subscribe over 500 now, inching our way towards 1,000. Very slowly. But that's okay. It's um, so unreal. We got like a good the,
2: spread. The Giants won't just give Saquon like three years, like 50 million, just say
0: call it a day. Like, why not? Because. Just running back market. Because then that would mean. What would that mean for every other back? You know, I mean, you so, saw how we'll, the
1: we'll market because Herber I have other Lamar Jackson by a half of a. Why can't you just get someone in the draft that can be just as good? So, so you we'll talk to, about you all of, of that and more
0: after the guest conversation. But first, let's get into the conversation with Duke Hill from Mount Union, joining the show tonight. One of the captains from the Mount Union football team in Alliance, Ohio, the Purple Raiders—sweet name, by the way—a third-team All-American selection in 2022 at the defensive tackle position. It's Duke Hill. What's going on, Duke? How are you, brother?
3: What's going on? Doing good. Glad to be home.
0: Pumped to get you on mm. here, man. I saw the last the last Instagram post, last post before uh, I go ghost. It's time to handle business. Yeah. Tell me about it.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like because I like camp around the corner. Yep. And I feel like like what I've been doing this summer is like getting ready like for my I've been training like getting ready because I have a football camp. So. At a football camp this year, I saw that in Memphis, and I've been getting ready for it. I've been getting ready for that, so it's like that's awesome. I ain't really been showing my face, so I'm like, let me show my face one at least.
0: Just remind so, these people I'm still like out that. there before I go, you know, yeah, dark. I, I, yeah, that's the kind of guy you are when you get into camp, though. Like, no distractions, huh?
3: Yeah, for the most part, because like, Mount Union, I don't know if it's like the Everett, but like, Mount Union. Like they take time t- serious. Like they, really? you gonna get them, you gonna get them a hundred percent, regardless. So it's like the only way I can fully log in is like I get them more than a hundred percent. Cause like it's like it's not like I'm new to it. So I know what's about to happen and stuff Good. like this. So I yeah. already have might as well buy in.
0: I feel you, man. When does camp start for you guys? Mm, like
3: August seventh, August eighth ish. That's when everybody. That's when everybody will be on camp. We're on Friday, kind of the same schedule bus. up
0: here. Yeah. Now, I was telling you before, I do a little, I do a little TikTok dig, and I do my snooping around. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> according to a certain TikTok, your teammates seem to think you uh, take the longest to get ready before heading out on game day. You even agreed at the end of the video, <laughs> so I don't even know if it's debated, man. You just got a yeah. lot of swag to worry about pregame, huh?
3: See, what's the um the the prime time? The D quote: "You look good, they play good." <laughs> this is it's been like this. It's honestly been like this since. When I was playing Little League, I actually played my dad because, like, he made sure, like, we always had all the vibe, like, drip and stuff before a game. So, like, even, like, the day before a game, if it's a home game, I'm for sure laying, like, everything. Y'all see what we want to wear. Hell, you yeah. Like, nah, dude, you ain't like got-. middle
0: school outfit type. Like, I'm, I'm rocking yeah. this tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like,
3: I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then even before the game, I'm like, I might like, switch it up. It's just, like, the D-line and O-line last to go out anyway, so they give me the most time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I got to make sure. A lot of jerseys are really, like, hard by themselves. I, I got to make sure I add my little, little flavor to it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and I joke with
0: that. I mean, that's a real part of, like, a pregame routine for a lot of guys. Really, right? like, a lot of guys have their own little yeah. things they like to do pregame, whether it's, you know, the stuff they do, the things they eat, like all these other. But, you know what, for some guys, it might just be, hey, let me get all my stuff out the way exactly how I want it and get it all prepared. You know what I mean?
3: Hey, I guess it just makes me, in that part, Like it just made me feel like I'm prepared. Because like, yeah. like, if I'm running around trying to figure out what I'm about to wear and stuff like that, like, dang, I'm not prepared for the game. Like yeah. I'm worried about what I'm about to wear, and I'm not worried about the team. All this. So, I guess it's just a, the be prepared type of thing.
0: I love it. Now, you got your degree this spring, correct?
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, spring. So yeah. what you get your degree in? Sport business.
0: Sport business. All right, my man. So what is this mm-hmm. fall going to look like for you? Are you doing grad school? I know you got to be enrolled in some credits still.
3: Yeah, I'm still going to be enrolled for a credits, you know.
0: So. Good, man. Good for you. Now, um, we can talk about your team a little bit, right? Part of the number 1 ranked defense in the country last year. You're obviously a big part of that. We talked about a little bit of your accolades in the in the mm-hmm. intro. Has to be exciting right off the bat just to get another crack at it with this group. You guys have a lot of big-time returners heading into the season, man. I just got to imagine the energy and the excitement level and the expectations around you guys not that they aren't always at a very high level but this year yeah, especially it's got to be it
3: yeah the expectation will always
0: be there from mm-hmm. us
3: to alumni fans coaches like the expectation will always be there but i feel like it's more excited because it's like we got the right about we got the right amount of balance we got young guys hitting on all awesome got experience coming back so it's just like we hitting on so much we hitting on all ceiling so much like the spring, the spring, we was just like this, like this. So it's like, and if we could do all of that in this short amount of time, I just imagine what it looked like from August to December. Because yeah. like in the lines, this expectation, you can play all the way to December. So yeah, we just and I actually keep, took a visit keep there all to the Mount time.
0: Union. I remember like that was one of the first things that you hear is like the expectation here is to win, and it's not to win a game or the regular season or the conference championship. Get the winning of the play. It's to win it all. Like, that is the bar is, there. And you can me. say that when you have the track record that that program does, right? So when you get mm-hmm. on campus, how often and how regularly is that just beat into your system that, like, this is the bar, this is the only measurable form of success for us, really?
3: Man, it's everywhere. You go into the weight room or you go into the, um, you go, you go into the weight room, it's banners right? As soon as you walk in, it's, like, all over. We got pictures of people like Cecil Schwartz, Pierre Garcon. It's just like uh people that were like big in Mount Union, just all over the way room. You go into the um, we got called the capers, the dumb capers building, trophies everywhere, oh, yeah. all conferences, like it's all around you. It's like it ain't no way that you can escape it. Like you get the mountain, be like, Yeah, it's not. It, you can feel it. Like once you're around, like the expectation to win isn't. It's no other place. Like, like it's probably like in small school, like, it's no other place. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's beating to your head for sure. Even like teachers and it's like professors, they'd be like, Yeah, yeah, man, the football team, how's it? I was like, Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, yeah. It's, no way, it's no way that I could have expected that when I, before no, I, I get it, man.
0: Especially when you're coming off this year, you have a top 10 scoring offense and a top 10 scoring defense in the country, and when you talk about, like you said, you guys are just on the same page, you're firing at all cylinders, you go into spring ball, and it's like you haven't missed a beat, right? Like, that is really encouraging, especially when you look at um, a couple changes on the staff down there. Nothing too serious, but new faces still at offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, but the great thing about those guys you know it, I know it, is that mm-hmm. the yes, guys that man. not only have been on the staff, they were freaking All-Americans when they played there, man. How awesome is that to keep those guys around? I'm sure that's a huge part of why you're able to just pick up right where you left off. There's no growing pains.
3: Man, it's just like, it's the, like the standard. Like they always say at Mount Union. Like the standard is like nothing changed. They they won championships. They played in the Nelson national championships. They won conference championships. They already know what to expect. So it's like they wouldn't give anything less. And plus – like um, the, in my opinion, one of the greatest coaches of all time, is, uh, Larry Kerr, he always around. So it's never like he just retired and then just went off into the sunset. So he always yeah. around. So like Larry, Larry Kerr, his presence is around everywhere. So it's not, it's not like, and it's not like the presence like when he come around, you just like kind of shrug up. Like he, he welcome it. Like you would have a conversation with him, not even about football. I mean.
1: mm-hmm.
3: So he instilled that in all of them too. So it's like. There's no drop off. Yeah,
0: that's great. And then even just on those two guys specifically, like those are two guys that played, uh had a good stint in the pros, both of them too. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, for guys, I don't know what your plans like post-football are. or Other, you know, a lot of your teammates, I'm sure have the aspirations to go and play at the next level. But to have, we talk about it a lot with guys in the show, right? To have the blueprint, to be in front of you. It's one thing to forge your own path, and it's obviously, you know, a little bit difficult. Maybe some guys want it that way, man, but to have the blueprint in front of you and to know that, hey, I, like, scouts, number one, know this program, are going to be watching this program, and we perform at this level, there is a really yeah. good chance I'm going to get the looks I need to go play at the next level.
3: Mm-hmm. is like, it is important to have a blueprint. Like, a lot of people don't like people. they be like, well, I've seen it, and I've done it, but like, that's the best way to see it was like i honestly in my when i was growing up i never liked the coach that would never do the drill show you like like it's something like that like they they was in the same shoes that we are in like they they know how to take what it takes to get there and now they like bringing it back and showing us like if i could do it you could do it type thing
0: oh yeah and you know you talk about the success the expectations all of it you guys right there last year, man, like right there, like down to the fourth quarter and to be that close and just to be in that position, you cruise through most of the regular season. You know, you have those, that John Carroll game, that Baldwin walls at the end of the year, those, some really quality wins for you guys. Um, Those first couple rounds of the playoff though, those scores were lopsided. Oh my goodness. But then you keep going some really quality wins against Delaware Valley and Warburg. And then finally the stag bowl, right? And against North central, that one did not start how you guys wanted when they come down, yeah. opening possession, first drive. He finds Greenfield down the sideline for a Tud. Was that just kind of a little bit of a punch in the gut?
3: Um, it was just like – it was more more submental than anything. It was just like, well, we got that out of the way. Oh, well. Okay. It is what it is. It's like that's how we practice. It's, like, it's not like – because like we got the number one score offense, we got the number one score defense. So like, yep. We going to give it a play, so it's just like – okay, we got that out the way under the lights, shake it off, it's time to go back. So It, it wasn't like a, like a punch in the stomach. It was just like, okay, we got it out the way. It can't get worse than it. Let's just go ahead, strap back up, because we're going back out. But that wasn't like the last place. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Was- and that mentality is big, too, because then for those who you know didn't watch the game, fourth quarter, now you guys are down 21 nothing, And you're like, Definitely not a situation I'm sure you guys would find yourself in. With the offense that you guys showcased all year, you had uh, you know, the leading passing yard uh, leader in Division Three by almost 1,000 yards and some really talented weapons in the offensive backfield uh, on the outside that people have talked about at nauseum, but you bring it back to a one-score game. And that energy, talk about that last little portion of the game, because that mindset is obviously huge to get yourself to that point right, to allow yourself to recover and get back out there. But talk about that last little portion where you really start mounting that comeback and you made this thing really interesting.
3: Man, so it's crazy, though, because from when they, when they went on 21-0, I had I got hurt, had I, I hurt, had I got hurt, and I was winning the locker. I had got, like, carted into the locker room, and then right. I came out, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, we scored. And then, like, I'm just sitting on the sideline and spectator. I'm like, okay. Like, now we move moving, like, the yeah. Mountain Union team. Like, I've seen, like, 14 other games. It was, like, it just it was it was kind of weird. It was, like, dang. Like, we don't look like the same team we looked like before that. And even on defense, like, I wouldn't say, like, the numbers were, like, deceiving. But it was, like, that was one of our – it was one of our better games against, like, a great team. So, it wasn't like we played, like, scrubs. Like, their team was averaging – I, I almost close to 400 yards on an like, absurd 100.
0: amount. Yes, I don't know the number yes. off the top of my head, but you are a damn. And close, being people yeah. like and being people
3: like that, almost close to 50, like the scoring average was crazy. Yeah, so it was just like that was a really good game between really good teams, and like I like we came to the game like okay, we know that we're gonna play for a quarter, so it's not like we just gonna cruise through them and be wondering what we about to do after the game in the second quarter, like, the other games or, like, stuff like that. Like, yep. it, we knew that we was going to be in a dog fight, So we buckled down. And I'm actually – I was just so proud of my team because, like, I went out and I couldn't come back in the game. So I'm just watching them, like, still fighting, fight all the way to the end. Like, like dang, they did that. That's what go back to, like, our team and our bond. Like, nobody rattled – nobody – No, even though we lost, like, nobody still was, like – Ooh, we lost third quarter. I saw 21 nothing. Like, okay, we lost. We'll wait to next year. And like, everybody just buckled down and tried to fight their heart to get back and win.
0: Yeah, I love that. Now, how – I wanted to ask, too, like, because you guys are a – we'll say a frequent visitor into the NCAA playoffs, for lack of a better term, and you get to play on that stage so often, right? You give a lot of guys uh, like yourself who have been there for years and get to experience maybe not the biggest stage every year in the national championship, but damn mm-hmm. near. Right, you get there to get to that point and you get to play in those high tension environments. I have to imagine that energy is hard to emulate at practice. A lot of teams really struggle with that. So, what does that do for you guys being able to be in that environment? Because there's no better practice for it than being in it, uh, especially in those situations.
3: Man, I think the playoffs is like interesting, though. Like, because like even then, being in our conference, like we play BW and jumping. we played BW like the last game. Like that last game was, was basically playoffs for us. Uh-huh. Like, so it was like they gave us the like the I would say even wake up call. It was just like let us know. Like nobody's taking us lightly. And the experience is crazy. It's like you go, you play all four years here about you, you, you you probably walking out graduating, playing 60 games, mm-hmm. it's like, dang, like, we don't even talk, we, we celebrate going to the playoffs, like, we watch the selection show, all of that, but, like, we celebrate going to 15, that's all they talk about is 15, 15, 15. Okay. Like, we don't even look at the regular season finale as the regular season finale, but one thing about our coaches is, like, we, they do have that one game at a time mindset, so it's when we do keep you guys even grounded, though, like, yeah, yeah, they keep us grounded for sure. Cause like they were all Americans, like they went to the NFL, so it's not like we just get the big head. Like all right, we play for Mount Union because they did the same thing, so they keep us grounded. And it's, we all have a one game at a mind, one game at a time mindset because we know we could either win it or we could lose it. It can go, it can yeah. go really good, it can go really bad fast.
0: Yeah, how easy is it to get new guys? You know, stand on that culture. How easy is it to get those new guys, those new freshmen or transfers or whatever it may be, to get them to buy in right away? Is that something that they come on campus and they kind of see it in everyone else right away that this is something you either get with or you're just you're out?
3: Um, it depends. Okay. Because you know, you take your visit and you see the thirteen rings, you see the banners, yep, you hear about a good the the Cecil shores and it's like, Yeah, I want to be a part of the winning. But then you get here, you know, like how it is when you wake up call when you first get to college, like, mm-hmm. that. okay, I gotta do the stuff it takes to get one of those. It's like it don't it don't take that long. Like if you you can see those who actually buy in and and actually want to do what it takes to win a ring, even though it's kinda harder on the small school level than it is at the like a power five or like a D one, because like you got all these other outside factors and stuff like that, but like it's once you get the thing rolling, it's like, okay, I, I can see where it's going.
0: I hear you. Yeah. But last thing I have for you, man, talk about you a little bit. Personal goals for you this year. Is there anything uh, on the top of that list, something that you, you look at if you walk out of your bedroom every morning that's uh, on the top of that? Or is it just, like your coaches said, one game at a time, one play at a time?
3: Uh, i got some personal goals for sure. Well, let's hear the right. first one. The first one is a winner ring for sure. Okay. good. The second one is I'm trying to get further and further on the all American list. Okay. Uh three, just be a better person, period, because like I'm trying to do be a better person on and off the because, Like I'm trying to give back in the ways like I know how to. So it's like if I do in one thing, if I do you number know, three, I feel like I'm, it could help all the other Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spoken like a true captain, my friend. (laughs) Spoken like a true team captain. I absolutely love it. But that's that's a real thing, though. And I don't think that would be left off a lot of people's lists. And you're right in that the way that you handle yourself and the way you uh, present yourself on and off the field to your teammates, to your coaches, to fans, alumni, whatever that may be, that is only going to benefit the other things on your list. So I totally totally agree with that. Um, But my man, Duke, that's all I got for you tonight, brother. I really appreciate you coming on, and taking a little bit of time, and yeah, uh, sure. you know I'm excited to see it. you guys. Hopefully, make that trip back. This is going to be the year for you guys, huh?
3: Yeah, it, the year you stand gotta you be like manifest Gotta be like that's like <laughs> that's one that you look at before you walk out every day before you go on the field. Like it's in, it's no way. Because like that was the first time I played the championship show, so it's like I gotta give back, like because. Being in Mel Union, you know, like, ooh, like it's a chance I go to the National Championship every year. Like once you actually get there, it's like, I gotta get back. <laughs> it's just like it's no way. Like I gotta get that feeling because like that's something like no other.
0: Yeah. I bet, dude. I'm excited for you guys. Excited to follow you, your squad through the season. But uh yeah. have a great night, brother. Thank you once again for uh yes, for coming sir. on the you show. Too. Talking uh talking I a little bit. Thank you, Duke, for joining the show. Fellas, you did miss it. Funny TikTok. I'll have to include a clip of it, but basically they asked all a bunch I shouldn't say all. A bunch of the guys on the team who takes the longest to get ready before game day. Every single one of them. Duke Hill. Really? Yeah. He has That's to be funny. the drippiest dude on the team. So him and I talked about that and like his preparation and stuff before games. That's funny. Um, he said he's laying out his fits like the night before, like, like middle school oh, yeah. type shit. It's, funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, but we'll stick in the small college ball, uh, move our way up to Division 2. The MIAA announces their football preseason polls for the 2023 season. Take a look at it right here. Not a whole lot of surprises. I mean, we're going to talk about preseason polls. Preseason polls don't have a lot of surprises. I do think this one is rather interesting, though, because this is a league that The number one and two spots were obviously pretty locked in with Pittsburgh State and Northwest Missouri. That's how they finished the conference last year at one and two respectively. But then you look at about three through five, maybe even, you could argue like seven, eight right there, like Emporia State, Washburn, Central Oklahoma, Nebraska Kearney, even that Central Missouri, the Mules, and then you kind of get into it. But that middle of the conference right there could have been any order, and I don't think anyone would have actually argued with it. This conference is going to have... A lot of turmoil, especially in that inner part. And who knows? Because when you have teams like that, that any given week could have that type of performance, you could have a Northwest Missouri or a Pittsburgh State go into their house and come out, you know, upset. So, for sure. Very excited to see that. They had their media day today. And this is the coaches' poll. I should have said that uh, before. The media day was in Kansas City, the defending MIAA champion, Pittsburgh State, number one. They were number one in both the coaches' and the media poll, which is, again, not kind much of a, of a no surprise. Yeah. yeah, they went undefeated last season. The to claim The 2022 title with Gus the Gorilla leading the charge out of the tunnel.
1: Our guy. <laughs> Our guy, Gus. Imagine if we could get Gus in on the couch for an episode. Just imagine Dude, that got, would be like, incredible.
2: Imagine we just filled this place, like, cut out to the D2 mascots, like, in the corners. And shit.
1: <laughs> That's hot.
2: Like we should do that once we once we get big time and have like a, studio, yeah. like a big ass studio, just get a bunch of D2 mascots and just deck it out. With Gus would be in that. Oh for yeah. Sure. Oh him. Front uh, center and what's his okra. name? Yeah, what's his name though?
0: It's literally the fighting okra. That's it. That's what he is. That's what he is, man. Boxing gloves, but. Pittsburgh State, they claimed the 2022 title. The end of the year, 12-1. and 1, They lost to Ferris State in the second round of the Division II playoffs. They gave Ferris State a game. It was oh, yeah. like 13-14, if the best I playoffs, honestly. Yeah. It was definitely up there because the of the brand of football they play.
2: But, I mean, GV Ferris.
0: That was, yeah, certainly up there in the conversation as well. Uh, this conference kicks off Thursday, August 31st, and... It looks like here it says due to Lincoln University competing as a non-conference opponent this season's teams will play a ten-game conference schedule that concludes on Saturday, November 11th. It's only ten games for these guys. Hmm. Is there does that mean no out of conference potentially for all of them? Which is kind of I don't think they play out of conference, right? No, they a lot have
1: 11 of eleven teams. So
0: yeah, so hence the ten game. Yeah. you know what I mean. But a lot of a they lot of teams are scheduling buy. eleven games. Yeah, yeah they probably give them a bye. Would be what. What I assume now, uh, Pittsburgh State had eight first-place votes. Northwest Missouri, three first-place votes. No other team received first-place votes. When I say, like, those two are kind of in a category of their own right now. And, again, it just makes sense. Um, The tradition with both those programs, the returners they have, the coaching staff that is still in place at both of those spots. uh, I mean, it's about it. It's about 17
2: years in a row, dude. (sighs)
0: Incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. Can't make that shit up. Um, Let's see. As far as the rest of the rankings go, I mean, nothing other, nothing really too surprising. So we can kind of wrap up that point there. I didn't realize that TV was facing away from you guys. Did you want to tilt that back towards you?
2: I mean, I can if you want. It doesn't
0: really like... Okay, I want to make sure you can see it. I didn't realize... It, like, you,
2: I mean, kind of.
0: Yeah, go ahead, and, go ahead and give it a little tilt. I forgot to tilt that back. I had it for the desk. Yes, There you go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about Colorado State Pueblo. The Thunderwolves from the RMAC and a team... Why don't we start with their 2022 results from the season last year? Put together a pretty solid season. Ended up finishing second in their conference behind Mines, who we know went all the way to the national final to lose to Ferris. But looking at their slate here, look at these first four games. Like, this could be one of the toughest gauntlets in all of Division II football, and I will tell you, fellas, these first two games, or first four, excuse me, are all the same heading into 2023. Obviously, you flip the home versus away on these when you sign those game contracts. But you open at Midwestern State, who was top 25 at the time. Then you go play Grand Valley, Western Colorado, who was third in their conference last year. And then you have another nationally ranked opponent in Mines. That is one of the toughest schedules, opening schedules in D2 football.
2: Is Mines and Playboy like a big rival or no? That's
0: a good question. I would assume so because of the history. I
2: thought they had like a game moved to the Thunder Bowl or something they had on their
0: page. So... Uh, the ThunderWolves moved the game. W- the game Western Colorado was supposed to be at Western Colorado this coming year. Oh. I believe that got moved so back. So it's called the Thunder field. Bowl. Yes, and He's we'll take a look sick. at that in just a yeah, second. Actually, so sick. that's a good. That's a good segue. It's a cool little stadium. But looking back at their oh results, God. if you Phillip go, Lewis. yes, yeah, oh what? My God, I was going to touch on that. Um, Are but you, if you look, shitting me? If you look at the schedule, they obviously finished eight and four. Three of those losses in the first four games, they bounce back and have themselves a hell of a year. And some of them, yeah. Well, clearly they were of pissed off after
2: <laughs> the Mines game. <laughs> yes. Jeez, Lois. Oh, my goodness. That's that
0: one meme where it's like, uh, oh.
2: he's dead. He's already dead. <laughs> he's already Stop dead.
0: It. Stop. Uh, their only other loss coming in the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> once again to Mines. Did give them a pretty good game, but we know that Mines offense uh, – with Matoka, with McLeod, and that you know that offensive backfield, the offensive line for them was just nice. too much.
2: They were nice. for a lot
0: of teams. They put a forty-five on them. Uh, again, nice. that was at Colorado Mines too. So, but even when you look at the the back half of this year, Colorado Mesa, pretty solid team. South Dakota Mines, very respectable squad. They have some quality wins there. So, uh, CSU Pueblo definitely found their stride last year a little bit. But before we get into talking about their next year's slate, we can talk about that very stadium. That you were bringing up, K. The Thunder Bowl itself—that is sick. a pretty good look at it, right there. That's dope. Really nice. Real nice. Nothing too the crazy. Not trying to themselves, you know. But time of day, yeah, yeah.
2: Pretty sick. Dope ass stadium, bro. This fly is pissing me off.
0: <laughs> I just noticed that it was over
1: there.
2: What do you say, Trev? Oh,
0: it's really bugging me too. <laughs> but this stadium, yeah, I mean, nah, yeah. Trev, you and I talked about it. Anything with a bowl, like count yeah. A oh, yeah, anything yeah. that That's has good. a bowl shape, like, you've got. It looks like a pretty sizable video board in that far end zone from us, and then always a plus that lawn area that's yeah. in an arc and outside sick. the end zone. So the sick. home and
1: away are both
0: large. Why
2: does it only have the field over here though? And not the field on the other side. How do you mean? By behind the field goal post. What
0: are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about the green area behind the field goal post and the the north or yeah. not mean north, the the yeah. closest one to us. You think it's just I don't know if There's that's track, track behind it. It looks okay. like that'd be like a high jump area uh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. along those sense. lines. That makes sense. Now, it would be nice to have that, like, strictly be a football field and not have a track. But at the Division Two level, you just don't really see that that often because no. these facilities have to be so multifunctional. Right, yeah. um, but, I mean, all things considered, guys. That's nice sick, spot. dude. Imagine on that thing up i think they do i think they do a pretty good job is of that.
2: that grass up there too like people can sit in the lawn yes. that yeah that's arc? what i was just saying yeah, yeah. okay so that right.
0: looks like yeah a nice little grass that's spot dope. for standing that's room. definitely like, so they they definitely feel that's like, like the student yeah.
2: section dude that'd be sweet come that'd on be pretty bro dope.
0: <laughs> i just had my salt gun right now this is a look at their locker room i mean nothing nothing absolutely crazy nice little space this might be a little bit of an older image it kind of looks like but this was the one on their current athletics website so i just grab what i can um Get, just get those chairs out of there.
2: Looks a little outdated. Why don't we just get
0: those chairs and just take those out of there? It might be a Looks little like better. Slap a logo in the middle of it. Call it a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We really don't understand the chairs.
2: Well, are they gonna be Bob Ross and paint it for practice or what? I
0: don't know. And they're facing opposite ways, which is also very interesting. Like, I think why are they facing show? That? There's
2: no way those things sit in there all day. If they do, there's two chairs a lot like of sweaty I, ass individuals. I'd be, I'd be damned to come back after practice and sit on a stool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. There's no way they keep those
0: in there. They probably set them up for the helmet. Uh, that's pretty good. No, they probably did. There's a little bit of uh, opposing that. It's definitely could be the case. Now, here's a look at their weight room, which that's I actually weird. really like the look of this. Yeah. This is something that a lot of natural light in there. The rack set up um, Olympic-looking mm-hmm. weights right there. Um, i love to see it. Pretty clean. And we always start all these features with just like a kind of a facility overview. Because I think that's that's important, neat. Yeah. That banner right there, the football football. People don't understand. Like, it's not
2: like we... <laughs> Oh, you went didn't go D1, man. You got it you got a tough bro. You got you the mud at D2. You, you yeah. must say, nah, shit. Come take a come take a walk around uh superior dome up in Marquette, brother. I'm <laughs> like look at this, dude. Like, come on. That's beautiful. Very nice. Yeah. You're telling me you can't succeed. No, it in looks there?
0: great. It looks fantastic. A nice big space too. Like definitely get fit right. a squad in there and get a great lift in. So that's always a big that's a really big part of it, actually. Um but before we talk about some of this year's returners, some of the guys that are leaving. There was a good tweet here about some of the current Thunderwolves and the pros. And fellas, I think you'll actually be surprised by the second man on this list, Ryan Jensen.
1: How did I not know that?
0: Who I believe has since retired, right? Correct. The center, uh, former, now former center for the Buccaneers. Ryan Jensen was a CSU Pueblo Thunderwolf. Hmm, interesting. And that I, I, I would have that. never expected. You've got uh, Morgan Fox, who was in his fifth season. That looks like he played for the plays for the Rams. Uh, Mike Pennell in his seventh season with the Chiefs. And then Deion Sizer's a recent graduate, second season in Denver so this is, this with is the Broncos.
2: i to see they're still playing.
0: Yeah. So, that yeah, that's right. That is is an old tweet. That is, that is good to note. But now, um, obviously, the one we do know is Ryan Jensen has since retwi- retired, excuse me, but... That's a pretty. That's a pretty notable alum, man. He played. That was his eighth. Does that say eighth year? Correct. So he played a decade. Yeah, he played he, a decade in the league. That is, and at that position, is absolutely incredible to be able to do that and have that kind of longevity.
1: Too. He was a good center. Like,
0: went down with a really unfortunate leg injury in camp, yeah. if I do remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and just too bad. Just retired. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, snapping balls to the old uh, TB12. Correct. Kid's favorite. Kate's favorite. What's that? TB12. TB12. Oh, yeah.
2: I like the better one who's not mentioned on the show.
0: Yeah. Let's get into some of the current guys, though. Right? Couple guys, they're losing. Some big time. And, you know, it's a good and a bad thing because these three guys are going to talk about all going on to play professional football in three different leagues, which is pretty exciting for them. One of them we had on the show, defensive lineman Trey Bots, He signed as a free agent with the Baltimore Ravens before the draft was even over. Definitely go back and find that episode. I'll try and remember to put a card, video card here to go listen to uh, Trey's episode. Absolutely enjoyed having him on the show, but that story was really interesting because he kind of realized, and Baltimore did too, that he wasn't going to be a draft pick and said, we really want this guy. We're going to sign him before any other team gets a chance to do that. I didn't know that was a possibility.
2: That is weird. That was really weird. Before the
0: draft is even up, you get the rights to someone. There might be some type of, you know... Uh, if-this-then-that type deal going on. Well, I feel like
2: there's got to be some sort of way where, like, they know, okay, there's this many picks left. They go on the list. Are they going to take them? No. They're going to take them? No.
0: They're going to take them? No. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: There's some sort of, like, he probably, I mean, he knew in the back of his head too, right? like he's Yeah,
0: like, or else he wouldn't have signed. Right. You know, if you think you're going to get drafted, I ain't signing this free agent deal. yeah You know what I mean? But great video. Be sure to check out uh, Trey Bots Signed as a free agent with the Ravens. Super excited to see what he does. Another one on their defensive line, Momar Fall, drafted by the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL. If you remember that video from him walking with the Lions.
2: That was Momar.
0: That was Momar Fall. He was on here too, yeah. No, he was not on the oh, show. Oh, he wasn't? No. But you and I watched that video yeah. of him walking with the Lions. That was sick. I don't know if you were here for that one, Trent. Dude, it was
2: so sick. Literally, the dude he's is literally just Lion King, straight bro. out of a movie. Like, it King. is freaking
0: incredible. He's a I Lion listened King. to the
1: pod. I remember it.
0: Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Bowling but some grass. he's a dog. Some Finally, their kicker, Dean Faithful. If he didn't leave, he'd be on our all-name. He might be on our all-name team.
2: Faithful, theme. yeah. Dean
0: Faithful. He
2: got drafted though, right? Old faithful.
0: No? He signed with the Edmonton Elks in the oh, okay. CFL, okay. so he is okay. going to play some professional ball. Not in the NFL, but kind of cool. Nice little spread there. Thunderwolves doing a really good job of placing their guys in the pros, which is really cool for them. Now, some of the guys they're getting back on either side of the ball. Their safety, John Nushi, he's the leading tackler in 2022. Seventy-one tackles for him at safety. Big part that's of impressive. that defense. How big is Then you? that's a great question. Then defensive back Daniel Bone. He had six interceptions in 2022. That was tied for fifth most in all of Division II. He's also uh part of Lindsay's Lindsey's or Lindsey Yeah, I think Lindsay's preseason first team, all American team. I did see oh, wow. that. So really big time I wouldn't say addition. Uh Re- redemption, reclamation. I don't know. That's for the Thunder That's too
2: big of a word for me. <laughs> returner?
0: Really yeah, really, really big returner. We'll keep it at that. How about that? <laughs> That's pretty good, I, like I guess. like that one. We'll, uh, we'll keep it at that. But those guys, two really big pieces on that defense. They also, I wanted to note, spread the workload in the backfield very well last year. Is something that I really noticed when looking at some of the stats last year. And you see that, you know, their first, their top two, you had uh, Austin Backer with 102 attempts. Yeah, had Kian Mart- Martinez with 74. Then Jordan Jones with 45. And Nick Bingham with 40. And Steven Kroll with 36, and then Mariano Kemp with 23, and it's like so they have plenty of depth. They have absolutely. And are, they,
1: are they all returning years?
0: The top two are both redshirt sophomores. I wanted oh, wow. to say I can check actually. Um, let me not say says, that before.
1: Uh, it says uh, the one is a
0: junior. Their leading is coming back is, is a junior, and then a sophomore. So yeah, so junior and a sophomore. Their top two out of the backfield going to be big for them. But that was something I noticed out of their stats. I didn't catch many of their games last year. Excuse me. But when you're able to split a workload like that that speaks volumes about the talent, right? It
2: says that John Nushi's a linebacker. Does it? On the roster, yeah. Interesting
0: cuz they had him listed
2: Here's a here's a as name. Safety, I think. Uh linebacker Will, I don't know, I'm going to butcher the name. Wilda Germano. Talking
0: to the the mic there.
2: Wilda there Germano from Hilo, Hawaii. Interesting. Kama Kamahameha, Hawaii.
0: But Nushi's a linebacker though. Yeah, it's okay. Interesting. I don't know why I saw I might saw he's safety from, he's somewhere from else. from Colorado,
2: too. Sweet. 5'11, Big time. Yeah.
0: The potentially the biggest piece of news for the Thunder Wolves heading into the 2023 season, fellas, that's their new head coach, Philip V. He's the former head coach at Western New Mexico. He was a quarterback actually at Colorado Mesa. He grew up two hours away from Pueblo. Said he was home when he got the job. So he was very excited to be back in this area. Said so he has a lot of family in this area. And at Western New Mexico. This is a pretty crazy stat for you guys. In the three years before V. Hill became the heads, the team's head coach, the Mustangs amassed, it says, an abysmal record—not my words—of one and twenty-one. Holy! In shit. the three years before V. Hill took the helm, wow, that's pretty bad. Before, bad. before, before. Now, in his first year coaching the Mustangs, they went one and ten, and that's maybe to be expected, right? His second year, they led the, led the team to its first winning season in thirty years. Topped it off with a Green Chili Bowl victory over rival Eastern New Mexico.
1: Hmm.
2: Wow.
0: Green Chili Bowl, by the way, that is an awesome freaking name.
2: (laughs) They got to have some mean chips and salsa there, bro. Do
0: you think, like, the Idaho Potato Bowl where they get dumped? Could you imagine getting dumped with a Gatorade cooler full of green chili? (laughs) (laughs) They got to
2: have some mad salsa there, bro. I'm already knowing it's that green stuff, too. That shit that spices (laughs) of their day. Yeah. Shit hit the tip of your tongue. You're like, ah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The hell? <laughs> you be you come behind you and surprise coach with the dump, and then you got people coming in with chips, scooping it off the turf. And Good get job, a little... coach.
2: We <laughs> yeah. got some hair on this one.
0: Uh, but uh, I will say too, D two football did a great piece with him. Uh, and it said Philip. I think the title on YouTube is just like Philip V Hill goes inside D two football again. I'll try and put a little tab there to their piece. He had to sit down and interview with them. If we can get them on the show, that'd be great. But if not, definitely check out their piece. Yeah, hopefully he uh, sees this. That is a really big. I mean, it's a really big addition for them, a guy who is is very passionate about that area. The last part I wanted to look at here as it pertains to CSU Pueblo, fellas, the 2022 RMAC standings. We can talk about that a little bit. We've touched on it. Um, obviously, at the top of this list is – let me get a zoom in here. There we go. Colorado School of Mines. That one, not too surprising. Nine-no in conference play there overall end up at, what is that, 13-3? and Because they played that really tough out-of-conference schedule. One of those losses coming to Grand Valley. Obviously, another one of those losses coming to Ferris State in the national championship. So, school of minds, we know they play a tough schedule, and when you're in their position, you certainly can. CSU Pueblo listed second there because they had a little bit of a better overall record than Western Colorado, who is right behind them. And then you look at... South Dakota Mines, Black Hills State, some of those Mesa, some of those kind of squads. But um, that was definitely neck and neck there for a bit between Western Colorado and Pueblo. And like we said, boys, they play those two other top three teams in the first four weeks of the year. Yeah. Going to be some some big-time challenges for them heading into 2023.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, couple weeks for them, watching them off the rip.
0: Yeah, and I've just noticed, too, like throughout all of Division two football, the parity within all these conferences, I feel like the depth, and I've not been covering Division two football for 20 years. But just to me as an outsider, seeing the depth of a lot of these conferences is really exciting. We just talked about the MIAA a little bit. Looking at the RMAC, there's a couple teams where this could genuinely be a toss-up. Um, the GLIAC is actually not so much just because you have kind of an established one-two punch right, in Grand Valley or Ferris. That's kind of the thought is that unless something crazy happens in Saginaw or Davenport or one of these other squads. Or Northern Michigan takes a big leap that that will be the expected winner out of the GLIAC. But a lot of these teams, the NSIC is another great one we've talked about at Nauseam on this program about what teams could come out of there, Mankato or Bemidji or even Northern State makes that jump. Yeah, it's pretty and then, spread out, dude. Yeah, you look down at the Gulf South, West Florida. Is this the year Valdosta State bounces back? Delta State had a freaking year last year. Can they pull it off and do so? I'm just excited to see how this all shakes out. Um, but that's kind of our piece on uh, – yeah. On Pueblo. Hopefully, they
2: give it a little uh, look ski and. Uh, give it a little green chili look Yeah. A little salt with that pepper. Um, um, um.
0: What do you say? We go NFL or tips for players heading into fall camp or football guys of the week?
2: Let's go tips, NFL, football guys of the week.
0: I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. This is kind of a littler piece. I just saw this. I saw it too. On so Twitter. I, I and to. something I wanted to comment on because yeah. I actually think most of these are pretty valid points. Um, So I'm just going to pull up on the big screen and we're going to we're going to run through fellows and just kind of take a look at these. This is from Chad Brain here. And he says, as I head into my 24th year of college football, I have seen freshman college athletes succeed tremendously and some who never made it past the first day of training camp. I thought I would share some 10 points for those joining a program this August. Number one here. Says if you're not in shape and camp is ten days away, you can still come into camp better than you were yesterday. Start training with a purpose. There's absolutely nothing worse than coming in last on the conditioning test. Remember, someone will always be last. Make sure it isn't you. That's his first piece of advice right there. What do we think? I mean, it's it's facts. Yeah, no, it's I better don't. than nothing, right? You want ideally, you're not you're not in that situation, but. Yeah. I mean, we basically Less. just got a slap on the ass and said, you know, camps in two,
2: two weeks. Yeah, get ready, yeah. coming into it. Really, mm-hmm. I wasn't really that much. Like, I mean, freaking generations changes so much now, dude. Don't get your jersey number; could be out of there. Anyways, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm moving on to the
2: second tip. I'm just saying, like, that's actually like yeah. it's a thing, dude. People, yeah, think about it, like, people. The generation now is so crazy. That's why I'm kind of interested to see the freshmen that come in here, too, because, like, I,
0: no, it, it will be, especially because we have so many of them. Right. On.
2: It's a brand new team, bro. And they, we have to, like, it's not even the coaches' jobs either. This is like speaking on camp. Like, it's not even the coaches' jobs fully either. Like, it's, yeah. it's definitely the players more than the coaches.
0: I actually talked with uh, Duke about that earlier about when you have an established culture like Mount Union, where anything less than a national championship is a failure no. for them. Because you have that established track record and that history, how is it to get kids on and have them really buy into that program? And he says, it kind of varies, but you can tell right away who's going to be in who's going to be out mm-hmm. within probably those first couple of days. Right, that's the
2: thing. like You'll see, I mean, it, fall camp will show, show somebody's true colors. Absolutely. That's what I'll say. 100%. It'll, It'll show you your true well. colors.
0: Second tip here, get your paperwork done. NCAA Clearinghouse, medical paperwork, college paperwork. Each of my 23 years, he says, coaching someone has missed practice because of incomplete paperwork.
2: Definitely. We've
0: seen that for sure, and that's a really frustrating and dumb one. Uh, Number three, know where you need to be and when. You do not want to be late for a meeting your first few days because you have no idea where you're going. If you got questions... Just ask, text, reach out. Reach out to one of the players. You can text your position coach. Reach out to one of the players. Ask a guy who's been there for a while, right? There's nothing more valuable in your position group than a guy who's been there and a guy who's gone through this experience multiple times, right? That's any position. Number four, be early to everything. Sit in the front or as close as you can to the front during all meetings. This will help you learn and you have the coaches' uh, chance to see that you're serious about being great, right? Just being up front, being committed, being dedicated. Good stuff. Don't be last in line for drills or first in line either.
1: I like that point. I
0: really do like that. If you're first in line, you may screw up the drill since you've never done it before. If you're second or third in the line, you'll be able to see the uh, drills correctly after watching the guys in front of you. This is actually something I don't know if you guys remember. We talked about this with Coach Bobby Johnson from Albion when he came on here when he talks about camps. He said the first guy in line is the only guy that has any type of excuse for not doing the drill correctly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The second and third guy, any coaching points that first guy got going through the drill... You should have taken those down. There's no reason for you to bro, make the same mistake twice.
2: I seen it that one day we did the high school camp up here. I'm like, bro,
0: it has happened a lot or what? Oh
2: my gosh, I'm like, I could, there's no way I was incompetent like coming out of high school, like coming into college, bro. I'm like, dude, he said the same, same thing four times. And it's frustrating, five times, bro. Just do like, at the one point I was like, just do it, like just do it. Nike came and shot a commercial for me and everything. They were just like, you said it so many times today, you might as well get a a fucking brand deal. <laughs>
0: You're right, though. Like, that is a very – that is a fast pass to get on a coach's bad side. Oh, my is God, to just do that. Coach Cade.
2: I'm going to be ripping into kids.
0: A couple more tips here. We'll, we'll round these out. He says, hustle on and off the field. Pretty simple one. You can always control your hustle. Hustle and attitude, right? Like, effort and attitude. Those are the two that you can think you can always control. Pay Takes attention no and walk through. He says, stand by yourself to avoid talking with teammates while the coordinator is teaching. That is a pretty solid point because you'd be surprised. These freshmen are so happy to get to camp – They start talking up, talking up, and all of a sudden you miss some pretty good instruction. Otherwise, train, study, prepare to play with a sense of urgency. He says, eat and drink properly. Every year someone is on the sidelines because they didn't eat breakfast and are gassed. Or we have someone who ate a big bowl of cereal and they're on the sideline for another reason. (laughs) Right before practice. So, shout out. Coach Brain here. I really appreciate those tips. I think a lot of those ring true. Um, I think those are those are pretty valuable things for any of you guys heading into yeah. fall camp this year.
2: I feel like they're, fr- they're pretty... Uh, pretty broad. general, too. Pretty, yeah, like, pretty broad. Like, if someone told me the 10 things to write down for someone going to camp, I feel like I'd hit we got some five of those, six of those.
0: Yeah. All right. Contract talk. Let's do it, man. Let's see. Starting things off, the quarterback... Of the L.A. Chargers. That'd be Justin Herbert. This man... By the way, this picture is so awesome. Look at this picture. I love this shit, dude. Ah, uh, From Shefty, the next quarterback, Domino Falls. Chargers and Justin Herbert reached agreement today on a landmark five-year, $262.5 million extension that ties him to the franchise through the 2029 season. Deal gets done before the Chargers' first training camp practice Wednesday... That's something I thought about too. Is like to get a deal like this done for your franchise guy has to be like getting a freaking gorilla off your shoulders. Yeah, that's got to be great. And when
2: ADK. it doesn't show, I mean, it does show, but like do the numbers. If you do the math, two sixty-two point five divided by five years, correct, is correct fifty-two and a half per uh, million per year, which is half a million higher than Lamar Jackson's contract, which was the
0: highest quarterback. Everybody wants to reset the market,
2: and then Burrow will get one in approximately forty-eight hours. That'll yes. be six years. Uh, three hundred yep. and ten million point seven five, and it would be like fifty two point. The pettiness is so
0: hilarious. I think Kyler actually might have started that like little bro, petty
2: battle. Who cares, bro? Like they you get obviously so do. much money. Like it's just so ridiculous. I never
1: pictured Herbert to be a guy that care about. It's
2: the probably thing not even is, maybe him. he doesn't. It's it could just his be agent. his agent. It's probably his agent, bro. It's probably bro. his agent, Yeah. Right. I feel like all that shit goes to the agent. Like,
0: because if you're the, think about it, from a perspective of an agent trying to sell yourself to prospective clients, paid clients paid and athletes, right. I yeah. brokered the largest quarterback deal in NFL history. history. And yeah.
1: For two days. and for
0: then days. 47 hours. Until Joe Burrow's yeah. agent does uh, the same thing. That's exactly what it is, though. It's a bargaining chip for those agents. I understand it. I think it's stupid, but I understand the business side of it. Yeah. It is what it is, man. But that's, that was the next thing I wanted to say is that what does that mean for Burrow's long-term deal? Yeah, because that we has all, to be the all next know. chip, correct?
2: We all know, dude. And, like, let's be honest. Who do you want right now, Herbert or Burrow? Burrow.
0: I would agree with that. I'll pull up some stats right here, though, to, to play a little I, bit of devil's advocate because, I, agree, but. I again, I agree with that statement as well as I'd take Burrow. You know, I'm given not, just what they're playing, play, Herbert
1: is a bad quarterback. But yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: look at these—the stats obviously speak for themselves. First three seasons, fourteen thousand passing yards, most all time in the first three seasons out of any NFL quarterback. That is a crazy stat. Ninety-four passing touchdowns—that's second most of all time. Hundred and two total tuds, most all time. Yeah. Twenty-two games with three hundred plus passing yards—that's the most all time. Because you think about it, in three years you're playing. Because now they play what 16, 17 games. 17 they, play, games. they play seventeen. So now. say you play. Little under fifty games, right? To have twenty, you're playing almost half the games you've played in since you've got into the league. You've had over three hundred plus passing yards.
2: Yeah, like quick math's there, taking nothing away from him. You know, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Here's the thing, too. I just think that Joe Burrow's a winner. Well, yeah, I just think he's. Here's the
1: thing. What I was gonna say, Joe Burrow's team is more relevant. The Bengals are more relevant because they've won more. Very true, and they have a fan base. And, their they're like,
0: damn, <laughs> damn. and they have a fan base. But, I mean, Not a tru- great fan, just Bro, a fan base. In the
1: last three years. It's, it's true, though. Like No one really talks about the Chargers. In the last three years. They don't really like, push the, media the needle. Yeah. They, yeah,
0: I think that's more of the media because they don't yeah. really push the needle. And I think part of, to go along with your point and actually to agree with you, is that you talk about the market they're in. That LA they're, market is really tough. If yeah.
2: In the last three years, the, the Los Angeles Chargers have scored the most points out of any team in the NFL. And they've given up the most points in the in the last three years, that any team Very in Very interesting. I
0: did not know that. That's a, it's pretty That's crazy. Interesting. It's wild, actually.
2: It's like off by like freaking 70.
1: And they have guys on, they have dudes on defense. Bro, too. don't this even get me crazy. started.
2: Like, they're the best safety in the NFL. Derwin James. Yeah. And I mean, the, arguably the best edge rusher in the NFL. Two, two of them.
0: Yeah. Actually, two. now they kind of do, don't they? Holy cow. And they're still.
2: In like, that what?
0: Point. This is the man that has generated a lot of conversation Wouldn't over the, the last months. Month. Bro. Okay. We're going to talk about it. The man here is Saquon Barkley. You can see in the news here. He's agreed to a one-year deal with the New York Giants. That being worth up to $11 million, which is suspiciously close to the franchise tag, but technically not a franchise tag. And the obvious reason, I suppose, is that this does not allow him to be franchise tag in the subsequent season.
2: Yes, it does. It does. It does. He can be franchise tag next year. And this contract just says he can be franchise tag next year. Really? This is literally the dumbest thing that's ever happened in the NFL. I I really do not understand.
0: Yeah, I don't get this. If at he all.
2: if he really cared about the running back market, quote unquote, of the running back out. market, he would have been done. And that's why I said, bro, we we might not see some guys in the field this year. Like we might, we dead ass might not. Like Dalvin Cook might not play this year. Yeah. And it's 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 in serious. Like it's seriously in uh, danger right now. I guess I should yep. say. Like Jonathan Taylor hasn't swept Indianapolis yet. I know it. Trevor, Jacob's got a flight out of Las Vegas Monday. He's not there. It's is, just getting ridiculous, dude. Is yeah, he's
1: J- Jacobs is
0: out of the facility for sure. Like, he's yeah, he's on done. His own. He's yeah, done,
1: done. Is running back position like getting less important? Like fullbacks? I
0: don't think it will ever get to that point, but the, their use has definitely decreased with the way the style of the game has turned. I, think I rest, did see. I did see. I think it was, it's
1: just changing what style of
0: running back. I think that's the best argument. I don't think that the it's the fact that the running backs are no longer valuable. It like obviously, you are looking for a different style of running back el- than uh, you were ten years ago. And
1: Elvin Kamara is like, I feel like the more modern like that Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Elvin Kamara. So you know, you know who was a before his time? Who's that? Former Lion Theo Riddick. That's not a bad. That's not a terrible take. I just think that t- that style of running back is like. What teams look for now? I'll drop, like a a, I'll drop
2: a little graphic on you guys here. So Graphic? From 2009 to 2021, obviously there's been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. A, what is it? 12 Super Bowls? Okay. But listen to this. Sure. So 2009, the, the yeah, leading sorry. rusher plus their salary since 2009. Okay. The Saints won it. Pierre Thomas, he got 460000 Next year, James Starks, 320000 Next year, after that, Ahmad Bradshaw for the Giants, one point five million. So
0: yearly salary?
2: That's yes, what they're getting AAV, average annual value. Hmm. Next year, Ray Rice, two million. Next year, Percy Harvin, two point five. Next year, Blunt, seven thirty. Next year, C.J. Anderson, the Broncos, five eighty five thousand. We're not talking millions. You know what I mean? What We're is like
0: average a, annual value. What is that? What
2: they're, AAV, so average annual value. What they're getting on a yearly basis. Like what they're—is
0: that what they're being paid, or that's their value that's being evaluated to the no, team? No, plus their it's their leading rusher plus the salary, like
2: plus their salary. That's their salary. What the, what's going towards that year, that okay. cap hit? Okay, that's where their cap hit's going. So so if if James Stark signed a two year or four year whatever million dollar deal, three hundred twenty thousand hundred three hundred twenty hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> bro. Okay, whatever. You're fucking keep me going, up with the fucking. AAV. I just didn't know what that okay. was. Legarr Blunt, 2016, 760. Legarr Blunt, 2017, 900,000. Michelle, 480. Damian Williams, <clears throat> 1.5. Fournette, 2 million. The highest is 2.5 million. That's Percy Harvin. And like, was he like he was more than a running back? You you see it now. He was more than a running back. Yeah. He was he was a he was a, a DeAndre Swift. He was a Jameer Gibbs. He was a He was before his time too. Yeah. But like Actually. that, but like that's kind of interesting to me. Like Cam Cam Akers, 2021. Akers had a really, really good year that year. Remember how good Akers was when the Rams won the Super Bowl?
1: $1.171 This gets to my point.
2: Imagine, imagine you go look at the quarterbacks, dude.
1: Think what we'd see on that. That's why you don't need to pay running backs. Wide receivers, even. Money. It's where everything's going, right? I feel like it's more beneficial for a team. It'll all come
2: me, around, bro. It's a cycle. Just hear me around. out.
1: It's more beneficial for a team right now to get someone like Try to find a steal in like the seventh round, like a Isaiah Pacheco. Yep, but you, why?
0: It's hard to do that, but yes, it would be yeah, very valuable. But, but why though?
1: So you can pay every other position more money. But what? But, and but, I will but, say that has you been can the build formula. Your team.
0: That has been the formula. Yeah, when you but have Patrick Holmes, yes, uh, that would be the argument. That uh, that's the yeah. obvious argument. But because a lot of running backs theoretically could be plugged into that system and have the success that, Pacheco yeah, had like the, this ju- last the Giants year. have Daniel
1: Jones, but bro. I'm, i will but, say
0: I will say that's why they're not a Super Bowl contender. The system. That system, that school of thought, if you will, about that, has been the case with quarterbacks for years. If you get a quarterback in, a young quarterback on his rookie deal and you're allowed to pay all the positions around him to make him succeed, before you have to cut him off a freaking Justin Herbert-sized check, a Patrick Mahomes-sized check, a Hurt-sized check, right? Before you have to do that, that for a long time was kind of the the blueprint that NFL GMs were looking for. And so I think the running back, you might be able to loop into that conversation. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting thought. Yeah. Thought-provoking thought. One more contract. What... One more contract for us, fellas. That being the man wearing the stars out of the great state of Texas, Trayvon Diggs. He's got a hell of a deer. Deal. He's a deer. My English is a hell of slowly a fading a as we deer. get longer into the episode. But Trayvon Diggs has signed a five-year, $97 million contract extension.
1: He got paid.
2: He
0: got the bag and then some.
2: Good for him, bro. He's actually like if you really people hate on Trayvon Diggs, bro. Just been a hating generation, bro. If you is... look into
0: Trayvon Diggs, he's a like a actually a
2: good ass dude. Well, a, the, the numbers don't lie. Father, as far like, as you go, I mean, like, well, yeah. his son yeah, is hilarious.
0: Is, his son is hilarious. People but,
2: hate on him though. Like yeah. it's so stupid.
0: Because I think the, the rhetoric so around him for a long time was that yeah, he has a ton of interceptions, but like what else does he do? I think it was kind of the rhetoric bro, for a minute there.
2: If it's like the That's, thing with him is he has the best ball skills in the NFL. I, I, you, don't, yeah, you don't get that many interceptions. I really it. do think like his his I saw this video one time with Peyton Manning and Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders. I'm not saying this is what Chevron Diggs does, but like it almost looks like it. Deion Sanders says that. Or Peyton Manning asked Deion Sanders. Uh, My teammates used to tell me that you would let guys run by you look like they're open. So you could throw the ball you get bored over there. And it almost looks like if you watch a game, it almost looks like Diggs is like, alright, yeah, throw it. Like I dare you. Yeah. Basically.
1: I think. I mean, I'm not a DB, so you have more knowledge on it. But I think he just takes more risks than probably any other DB. Yeah, he's a living. high risk. He's a high so he's high gonna risk g- high reward. So he's going to give up some yards, but he'll have like a big play every once in a what, while. You was can it count last on it. year yeah. when he almost he averaged almost a pick a game? That was <sighs> 2021. 2021. That's ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah, he had like is. 12 picks.
0: Yeah, that's almost a pick a game. What do we think? Football guy of the week.
1: Yeah, let's
2: finish it.
0: All right, let's do it. Mine's dope. You're going to love it. I'm going to start us off because I think mine was probably the most obvious Football Guy of the Week pick in the short history of Football Guy of the Week on this particular program. Let me pull this one up for you guys. I don't need the audio on it because the video itself does all the talking you need. There's our man, Dan Campbell. This is a tradition now unlike any other, doing down-ups with the boys as they report back for training camp. If that isn't football guy, I mean, we kind of we should name this segment the Dan Campbell Football Guy of the Week we award. We really should. We really we actually, the actually C. should. DC Football Guy of the Week. The DC, yes, but I mean, enough said. That's my Football Guy of the Week award. You can give it to Dan Campbell every week because will probably be in the headlines just about every week. The football Guy of the crazy. Week.
2: There's really no explanation.
0: It just explains itself. It does.
1: He does us better than a lot of the players.
0: I'd like him to get all the way up on a couple of those reps there, Dan. But yeah, he's he's not, he's knocking them out pretty. I will have a word with him next week. Yeah, you let him know. Yeah. Look at him move. He is moving a couple better than a couple of those guys out there. I I mean, they probably just had a full on practice. And then Dan has just been sitting there with his empty Starbucks chew
1: popping out of his mouth. All right. Who'd like to go next? Um, I guess I'll go next.
2: Yeah, leave me last. Mine's best.
0: Trevor's got next. Trevor, why don't you explain to me here your football guy of the week take, that being Jim Harbaugh? Well, from the University of Michigan and his expected suspension of four games this season. Well, first to start, I couldn't think of
1: anything quite at first. And then I thought, let's talk about, let's figure out some way to bash the University of Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> so we're going with this. So
2: you about to have a whole another wave of DM, bro.
1: <laughs> probably. Anyways, to continue. So we talk about football guy of the week. Sometimes you want to win at all costs. So, you cheat or eat at all costs, (laughs) but it's still cheating. So, you cheese, cheat, cheeseburger. Ah, but I understand it's dumb, right? Like, there's no, but this is the thing it's a cheeseburger. Is that actually? No,
0: for people who don't know, like, allegedly, Mr. Harbaugh here bought a cheeseburger for a recruit on a visit, which was just you know, within the legislation is not allowed. Is that the only basis of this? Yeah, that's what people but are no, saying. That's not the, the problem.
2: But this is this is my problem. Before you get on that, I can go, a team can go buy me a Corvette and, and, and a Rolls Royce. But if I wanted a cheeseburger for my coach, I be, he'd have to be like. That's no, not no, the no. team
1: buying it, though. Technically, it's not the team buying it. It also had did, to do with COVID that there you weren't allowed to do anything. It was during COVID. Okay, and Harbaugh lied back. to
2: the investigators. He, he lied to him. That's the problem. He that's lied.
1: why. I got you. I got you.
2: So no, I didn't buy him a cheeseburger. So Post he's the, the football
1: Guy of the week because. And who's this? Dom Dom Dom. He was in the crusty of- crab.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but but he told me he had the crusty crab recipe.
1: <laughs> just seems like a dumb football thing to do. Yeah. And then lie about it. Why lie about it? <laughs> they he he want cheeseburger.
2: He's a vegan, bro. He didn't want his credit score.
0: He's a vegan secretly. He can't let people just, know he's Paul Harbaugh. He's a, Paul 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 a weird mine.
1: dude. Mine's good. He'll he's love a it. weird football dude. That's our new category? Yeah. The Jim Harbaugh a, Award. The Jim Harbaugh Award. The weirdest football guy in the nation. It'll just be Jim Harbaugh every yeah, week. Him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a different, different picture of him. Yeah. Like, every week we just go out and find one and just he's dig just, it up.
1: He's just weird. Look at him.
0: All right, kid. We'll finish it on you. I'm just pulling this up here. Do I need to... So... What? Okay, I can... Okay, I, I know where this is going. This is a good pick. Yep. This is a good pick. So... Um, I'll read the title and then you can kind of let us go from there. I might have to try and find a video here, he, but it, I, there's,
2: I, I look, there's no video. Jennings
0: Dunker goes back to back as champion in the Solon beef days, hail, hay bale toss.
2: Yeah. And it's funny too. I was, the rundown. I was reading the article and he beat one of his teammates.
0: So but, he is an offensive lineman from uh, the university yeah, of I Iowa. I think he's a
2: redshirt sophomore, I believe. Okay. Um, but I was kind of reading the article and he beat one of his teammates out to win it. And it's, his, it's back to back, like it says. So he won it last year. Um, and he, obviously, he uh, defended the title this year. I'm not so sure they get like the WWE belt or what. They might just get like the fattest pig on the ranch or something. Like, here, you take this home for winning. Maybe there's like a.
1: <laughs> maybe they get like a golden hay bale.
2: They could, dude. That'd be sick. You sit on your crown. Like, that's a, how, that's a a the golden, most. A chrome golden hay bale <laughs> throne. <laughs> that's like the most Iowa thing ever, I Bro. feel like. I feel like I was in Iowa that one day doing hay, bro. I, I swear to God, I thought I was doing the hay bale uh, contest. I'm up there spent my balls
0: off, throwing <laughs> hay everywhere. Boys, I believe we have found some type of video documentation of said hay bale contest. Well, uh let me make sure this is uh the real deal here. And I also need to make sure it's off of a news website. So it should be good as far as I haven't watched it yet. I usually like the screen the stuff before we just show it on the uh, on the show. But I want to make sure there's no ads or anything running. Hold on. It's having a tough time loading, but. Again, I don't know if we said, like, is there anything more Iowa? Than, Ioween? Yeah. This is actually, it looks like this is a clip from last year.
2: Yeah. I, so he's back-to-back. Back. No, we yeah. said he's
0: back-to-back. Back. It's it's Jennings Dunker. So he has won the award in back-to-back years. Um, here we go. We've got the video, fellas. Let's take a look at it. Why not, huh? Let's take a look at the old hay bale contest. Um, And I will actually turn the, let me turn the audio on for this. Let's do that. Here we are, Hay-Bale contest.
3: Dominated over the years, it was game night for the Hay-Bale throwing championships at Solon Beef Days. It was standing room only for the main event of the night. A lot look of hot guys like d Lyman, Y.A. Y.A. Black, oh, which is 11 and a half feet. <laughs> Holy shit! Riley Moss was a late addition. Is it he every show muscles with the tank. But do they translate? Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: How heavy, Don't realistically, you think one of those is? No, they're heavy. You, the
3: Kennedy grad they're really heavy. showing out and, soul and clears 11 and yeah, a half really feet. Heavy. But they were all chasing this guy, the king of the jorts. Oh my goodness. Jennings God. Dunker. He had the crowd pump
0: for
2: 12 and a half me? feet. Jennings Dunker now. It. it ain't Jennings. The it's trophy Jort.
0: stays in the office. <laughs> that is incredible. The fit, the execution, the throw, the beard. The interview. Why was the cameraman zoomed in there on the trunks?
1: You know what he's doing. Look at that! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> here, here, boy. Get your ass on the field. Block somebody like that. Son. Start throwing some D linemen, son. You ever heard of the sport foosball?
1: That's the devil sport. My mama told me that's my, the devil my. sport. <laughs> Is that it.
0: That's all we got for today. Football guys of the week, those were some good those were some good picks. Yeah. Make sure to tune in to this week's later episode. Might be coming out on Saturday instead of Friday. I might try and space them out a little bit so we space out our content. But uh we've got a we got a good guest. Oh yeah. We've got a good guest. A little uh big time piece from uh <clears throat> Wingate. All region player. Gee. Defensive backfield. Shrine one thousand list.
3: We'll see.